And now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. I traveled each and every highway. And more, much more than this. What? Say it loud. Yeah, everybody that was born before 1978 can say, I did it my way. This was an anthem for a generation. We did it our way. Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack, Elvis Presley and the Las Vegas days made this song ever ring in the ears of young people as they left pridefully saying, when I get done with this life, one thing I will be true to. I didn't do it anybody else's way. I did it my way. And if I'm wrong, I'll at least have lived a full life, had all the fun I can have, but I did it my way. Today's scripture says that theology is from hell. Today's scripture says if you do it your way, you will fail. Today's passage in Proverbs 3 verses 1 through 12, the very middle section is one of the most famous and most quoted passages in the whole Bible, which always makes it fun to preach because everybody knows it, right? We've all heard it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. That's one of the most famous, the most quoted, the most known passages in all the Bible. And the theology in just those two verses says that the song refrain I read, I did it my way, is contrary to God's way. The statement at our funerals when we die better not be, I did it my way. I've preached one funeral where when they wheeled the casket out the back, that was the song blaring across the speakers. The proverbial number one finger to the world, I may be in this casket. But till I was, I did it how I wanted to do it. And yet, by our very existence and some of our lives daily, we're singing that song. We're living it out. Because, see, sometimes the poster card verses are the ones we pay the littlest attention to. I want to call our attention to the fact that what it says in this verse is very profound. Though we know it, and we think we know it, I want to ask you to focus. The first 12 verses divide neatly into three sections. But more than that, and much deeper than that, they divide into couplets. Every two verses hanging together down through the, the proverb. 
As a matter of fact, all of the odd-numbered verses, then 3, 5, 7, 9, and 11, give us a admonition, a command. And all these verses give us a personal fulfillment rule. It's all the way down to the badge. You did, and this happened. Now, before we get there, I need to remind you we're studying the book. did we say from the beginning? Cannot take these as absolutes. Not intend that if you A play, so happen. They're mathematical equations. Don't, don't ever fall that trap. There are generations about how God works in our world. That, that clear? If not, you'll hear very confused. Because what we read passage, it lives. It's in here. If I add, and we, for example, Days there was just what was his word? The destruction of all of his and all of his stuff. Death of all sons and his daughter. The thing of his own health. And a wife, God us, that said, first of one life, right? Of life, hot, you know, his wife's life. Here's a minute, you know. Is the loss of everything. And his son is a wife. God and die. Friends who sit around the sun sat him for days. What you want? It's time in the hospital. Don't you be just it and stare at you. Not say anything. Staring at you. Barb, that's coming, isn't it? <laughs> thing you want, right? But he's a freak. They look at him. He's a town. They're illusion. They taste you. I listen to this one. So, treat you. in your life. That's the truth. We've become so, myself included, we've become so callous towards the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel that we've denied the gospel often. We've said, well, it doesn't mean that you become rich if you give to the TV preacher. Okay? But you can't take Paul's words and make them nothing. You can't take the Proverbs 10 and 11 and just wipe them away. There are promises in general here. Your barns are filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. That's, that's speaking of a full life being blessed abundantly in every way, in every area of life. So verse 9 and 10 can't just be wiped away. So my challenge then, like the proverb, proverbial writer, is this. It's to examine us. Where are we at? Where are you at? Are you living in light of the gospel? Does your practical everyday life reflect it? Are you leaning on him today? I can't answer that for you. Only you can answer that. But if we're honest before the Lord, I know this. He's faithful to forgive us our sin. And to cleanse us of our unrighteousness. So you say, man, I feel heavy. I I came here, I wanted you to tell me how good I am. I wanted you to lift me up.
Our problem is not that we need to be lifted up. Our problem is that we need to be lifting him up. My goal in life is not to make you feel better. My goal in life is to make him more glorious. So I'm asking the question, where are you at with him? Does your life practically show forth the gospel? And the most simple way to examine that is in your giving. If it's not there, if you're not giving, you're not a giver, then something's missing. Something's not right. The gospel needs to go deeper. Father in heaven, lives